you want to live a life of freedom and adventure? Are you wanting more than the daily grind? Me too. Welcome to The Emma Lovell Show, a place where we talk about living a life you love now. I'm your host, Emma Lovell, and my number one value is freedom. I've spent the last 14 years running a business and traveling the world, and now I take my husband and toddler along for the adventure too. It's possible and I know you can create a life doing what you truly love as well. This podcast will inspire, motivate, and encourage you to go after your dreams, to create a life you love and to live it now, not wait for retirement or someday in the future. I'll be sharing episodes weekly about how I harmonize business, travel, and self-care. I'll also bring on incredible guests to share their journeys, the wins, the challenges, and how they're creating a life they love. Let's jump in and get dreaming. This is a space for you to manifest a life you love. I would like to acknowledge and recognize Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. I am grateful for the continuing care of the land, waterways and skies where I work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on Yugambeh country and from wherever you are listening, I pay my respects to the elders past and present. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce you to Jen Donovan, a digital marketing coach and mentor. Jen is an incredible force in business and she's known for her impactful work in empowering small businesses. She's got multiple best-selling books, including her brand new book, Small Town Big Impact. She's known for her international speaking engagements and successful ventures like Social Media and Marketing Australia, Buy From a Bush Business and Spend With Us. And she transforms clients from being invisible to invincible using her strategic marketing principles. Uh, She also has a pet peacock named Charlie, um, which is super fun. I have loved getting to know Jen online and offline and was proud to actually help her with a photo shoot after the launch of her book. Uh, She's become a wonderful mentor to me as well. So please enjoy this episode where she shares her generous wisdom with you all. Introducing Jen Donovan. Welcome to the podcast, Jen Donovan. Thank you, Emma. I'm pretty excited to come and have a chat on your new podcast that maybe isn't so new, but it's still new, new. It is new, new. It's just, um, <laughs> but I have two episodes a week, so it's sort of racked up quite quickly um, oh, in yes. the 30s or so now. But I think even when we did our last podcast, I was already talking about the next podcast or, or very close to it. So yeah, you were. And it was very fun because today I actually had scheduled from, but without kind of um, consciously doing it, but I had scheduled that I would be promoting when I was on your podcast and recording ah. today. So the cycle of podcast love continues. Mm-hmm. And now you've podcast for quite a while. Yeah, so my Small Business Made Simple podcast actually turned five at the start of 2024. So I'm now in season six. So um, I honestly thought I'd run out of things to say at episode 27. Like when I first planned out the podcast, I thought, you know, who do I know that I could interview and what sort of subjects could I cover? And I literally had 27 episodes written down um, as titles. And 
I don't know, I've met more amazing people. I've listened to my clients, I guess, that have asked more questions. And so far I haven't run out of content, but I think the day will come where I just might. <laughs> no, no. And I agree. You you meet people, but also then like I've had a few repeat guests because you can't get through everything in an episode. And even obviously I've had two different podcasts. Well, I have three different podcasts. So, <laughs> you know, you talk about a different topic on each one. And, you know, I said to you on the last one, because you were in the process of writing a book. And so I said, I would get you on when you wrote a book. And for the <laughs> listeners, not the watchers, um, I'm holding up small town, big impact and which is amazing. So Congratulations, author. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that was to be an author. Yeah, look, it's a little bit um, surreal, I have to say. Um, So back during the pandemic, like there was a lot of people who put pen to paper then and I actually um, created like a chapter to a book. It was one of those joint sort of books around, you know, where you have several authors and that was probably my first taste of, oh, Actually, I could probably do this. Um, and then, yeah, the I, I guess all the pieces fell into place in 2023. And um, I, yeah, created Small Town Big Impact. And, um, yeah, it's just been one of those, I guess, I always thought there was a book inside me, but never really thought about when the time would come that I would write that. But like I said, you know, everything just seemed to fall in place. And so, it's out there in the big wide world. And I have to say that the day, because I did um, pre-orders, so once I knew it was going to print, as in it was at the printers, I was confident that I could start pre-selling copies. Um, and the day I had to actually send out the copies to people who had paid for the book was probably one of my worst days of my life. I had a really sort of not a panic attack, but a real like, oh my God, someone's actually going to read this. Like it was, I kind of just never really thought about the fact that people would read the book um, when it was written. So it was really quite a bizarre feeling to put your information out there. Even though I've been podcasting and blogging for years, it just felt strange and different. It's. I think, well, we know that books live on, I think they're such a legacy item. They live on, mm. they are something that we've had since children and that you know you look at a library I think I don't know for me it's that you know Belle in Beauty the Beast and she gets to have the (laughs) library going to um Trinity in um Trinity College in in Ireland Dublin and they've got this fantastic very Instagrammable library and it's just so you know and I I look forward to the day where I have a home where I can make an entire (laughs) wall my bookshelf and have all the books of the people that I know and love. Um, I think they are quite something, it is something feels more solid and, you know, you sort of, do I have enough to say? I'm like, yeah, Jen, you have five years worth of podcasts. Like how alone some people do just take their podcast and put it in a book, but mm. I think I have the same feeling about it that, and I understand where that fear came from uh, or that whatever, that realisation, because I, my book coach, I am working on a book, which is why I love talking to you about this. <laughs> uh, I have mentioned it a few times. I was like, oh, the announcement. I'm like, oh, I'm mentioning it. I'm just, yeah, but, you know, which is what you've got to do, right? You've got to absolutely. That's real. But my book coach wrote that she's writing her second memoir and she got it back from the editor the other day. And she's like, I just want you to know that I'm scared to open this file. And I mm. feel the same way. And I understand how you feel. And I think it is a mixed emotion. I sent off a proposal to a book publisher the other day and it, it's exciting because it's, reality but then you're also like well now they can say no or yes. you have to tell me 
tell me that it's crap, uh, that my writing is yeah. crap or what I said isn't right. Mm. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Like mm. even though. All of it. All of it. Yes. Yeah. Cruddy books in the past. I think mine will probably be better, but uh, I already know that, um, you know, I had, I said to you, full disclosure, I haven't had the chance to read it because I want to read it properly. But, you know, yeah, you've got in here 107 simple marketing strategies for regional business success. So, yeah, you had at least 107 things to say, didn't you? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, at least 107. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's just a strange process, I think. For me, I think uh, it's a bit like when I look at my podcast stats and someone downloads episode one, I'm like, don't do that. Don't listen to that. <laughs> Like I wouldn't even listen to that. Like A, it was five years ago. The information probably isn't relevant, although I think it is still very relevant um, as opposed to maybe episode three that was about Instagram that has probably changed streets in five years. But it's kind of like I wouldn't even listen to that. And I think the book, I can't do anything about it. Like, yeah, I can publish a second edition and things like that. But once it's out there, like I can't change it, whereas I can take down a blog. Potentially I could take down a podcast but I think that's where the fear came from. And it's that's like, I can't change this. It's solid. gone. I mean, yes. even though it's like you say, an ebook or a Kindle version, but like the book itself is is pretty solid. But mm. so just, there's a pro and con to that. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I had the honor as well of getting to be part of this in a small way, which is getting to help you with your photo shoot to promote it. And, yes. and I felt very excited seeing a, a a suitcase full of your books and getting to play around. We stacked them all up high and loaded them in your arms. And how was that for you? Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. I think, again, you know, um, being a marketer, there's so much power in having your own photography done and, you know, that that real branding that, you know, you know just so well. And I think um, too many small business owners don't, embrace that power a they don't want to show up in front of the camera but b they don't actually realize the power that is behind you know having your own photos having your own photo stock um, showing up for your audience so it was a, a bit of a natural progression for me and it just worked timing was just so beautiful uh, you know my book went to the printer on the 1st of November I knew that I would have it sometime in mid-November and the photo shoot was like the 1st of December so it was kind of like um, you know, I guess just the way the cookie was supposed to crumble, uh, you know, um, yeah. So it was really interesting how um, to go, come and do that. But, you know, if I hadn't had to climb four flights of stairs, I might have bought about six boxes of books. <laughs> but it was a little bit hot that day. And I think my 49-year-old uh, perimenopause body was kind of like, ah, uh-uh, we're not climbing those stairs again. Sorry. <laughs> well, but it was really fun actually because, we have done a few, um, so I partner with Jade Warren, the photographer, and we run photo shoot, branding photo shoots together. Um, I play the role of cheerleader and, and I guess brand guide and hand holder and hugger when needed or prop, prop head, very good prop head if needed. <laughs> but, um, you know, and Jade's a phenomenal photographer um, and has the most wonderful eye. But we've often done book um, shoots where we've held a book. So even I could do my book photo shoot holding your book um yeah. and with it superimposed so it was quite fun to do it with the actual product so we did yeah, a few where people posed yeah. got the positions right so that when the book's ready and the artwork's ready they then put it on um but mm-hmm. to have the books oh, to actually use 
I think it was a really fun celebration and, yeah, yeah, Yeah. to actually, you know, because we could have totally superimposed that, like had a stack of books and put your label. I know you did. (laughs) Well, I mean, of course, Reese Witherspoon really does have your book, but um, you've done some clever, um, you know, cambering I've seen, but it was something, I don't know, for me it felt really cool being able to like just hold such a volume with your name on it and your cover and all your things. Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. But it is one of those processes, I think, whenever you're doing a really big project such as, you know, writing a book or even if you're developing your first website or something like that, by the end of it you're like, yep, okay. Like it, the, it's really hard to get excited. You have to almost fake your excitement about it because all you've done for four months is look at that silly book. Like I was just like, if I have to read my own book one more time, I'm like, I just don't know if I can do it. It was kind of, you know, just reading. Like I think I had to read it like five or six times. Um, And as good as the book is, it's kind of like, I know, like, I know what it says. Do I really have to read it again? And then by the time you you start with a blank canvas of the cover and you kind of ask, you know, what cover do you want? So you spend hours researching Pinterest and Google images and looking at other people's book covers. And then four iterations later, you finally get to a book cover that looks like yours. So by the time you actually see it in physical form, you're kind of like, yep, okay like yeah. I looked at this that thing is. for you know three months or something like that like it was really hard to sort of I, I guess and maybe this is something that women and, and you know like myself need to work on is it was a really big achievement stop dumbing it down just because you know you're kind of like you're tired of it or you don't want to make a big deal out of it and I really had to talk to myself about that um a couple of times and I I still do like it's only been out for a few months now and I still really do need to um yeah recognize that this isn't something everybody does it was funny to go to a cousin reunion over Christmas and they were kind of like what you wrote a book you know, because they're not entrepreneurial, that they're amazing humans, but they they don't have that entrepreneurial spirit. So it, to them, it was just like, holy crap, how did you do that? And, you know, so, yeah, you do have to sort of make sure that you, uh, you know, have the pride and you do realize that it was quite a thing to do. Just like running a business every single day for most small business owners, we really do have to celebrate the small stuff because um, the big stuff doesn't happen all that often. No. And, you know, I think we, we are, you're so close to it. You're so in it, even I'll liken it to the retreats, you know, people like it's, you know, Dave is like, you re- you're running a retreat in India. Like that's a big deal. I'm like, but is it like, Huge. not a big thing because <laughs> India is like home to me. So going there is like yeah. going home. I'm very comfortable there. Honestly, it was easier than organizing one in Australia just because of, um, just because of, uh, yeah, the availability, the finance difference, and that I have a travel partner there who I've worked with for six years. So a lot of it was, in some respects, was easier. But it was once we were on the boat during it that I realised that five years before I had had this idea or thought that one day I could run a retreat like this. And you're like, oh, wow, I had a thought and now it's happening. And then I think sometimes it's after it and it could be a silly little moment that then you have that release and that reflection of like, and for me it was doing the podcast, so maybe it's worth doing a, a podcast where I my 
And it's one of my highest listened to episodes where it is me reflecting upon what it was. And it was like that saying all that out loud made me go, well, I guess it is kind of a big deal. And I did have a dream come true. And But I, I also understand what you're saying, that when you're in the process and you're part mm. of it and, you know, you understand as well, you've seen all the steps and it's like, yeah, this seems like a really big hefty thing. But, like, if you break it down into step by step, I wrote some words. Um, we edited some words. Um, the printer <laughs> did their bit. So the designer did their bit. I got some photos. Like, if you break it down into pieces project-wise, project yeah, it's understandable that it got completed. But, mm. you know, to have worked on that for what? It was a year almost? Or No, it was only probably four or five months. Okay, well, that's good like, to hear. I, I it really was really quite time. a quick process, really. Um, like, um, yeah, because, again, you know, I'd been a content creator for, like, potentially eight, nine years. I'd been writing blogs. I'd been podcasting for five years. Like, there's 107 strategies in there. There was probably 50 of them that I already had content for. It just needed to be reworded, updated, um, you know, changed around a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. But probably my biggest compliment that has come from writing the book and having the podcast is how people read the book and can hear me because mm -hmm. they're podcast listeners so they know my voice so well and I think that's a really a different thing to if you just buy a book and you kind of don't know the author like well they probably you know they might never have physically met me but they've listened to the podcast so they can hear my voice as they're reading the book which is such a an amazing thought like that's really something that has struck me um and made extra amazing when a friend, and I use that term lightly, um, asked me how much of my book was written by AI because, you know, ChatGPT was a huge thing in 2023 and here I am appearing now as an author. Um, and they're like, how much of ChatGPT wrote, wrote your book? And I was kind of like uh, the chapter on the future of marketing. <laughs> and, you know, I've disclosed that in the book. I asked the future of marketing, what the future of marketing was. And here's what it said. Um, so, yeah, but, and so to think that people aren't reading my book, wondering how much of it is written by ChatGPT because they can hear the voice of Jen Donovan in it. So that was probably That's one so of the awesome. best compliments I can get. I was, yeah, and no, I was going to say that before as well about even how we we have met, like, because I did meet you very briefly in person at an event uh, yeah. just for like 15 months ago. And then, you know, seeing each other online, doing these Zooms, doing podcast recordings. When I met, when I saw you again in, in real life for the photo shoot, it doesn't feel like this is our second meeting in person. <laughs> Not at all. Like, you know, a dear, a dear friend. And um, I love that connection. And, and I think that that's what, the the benefit of social media is um and the benefit of online is is that we can you know kind of uh, nurture that relationship i think the mm. the true connection does come when we get to hang out um uh and have some quality one to one time but uh you know i just it was so nice to you know just to see you and it just to not even be like oh whoa whoa like online <laughs> like oh you're in person it was just like hi yeah <laughs> I had a real a craving to talk to you um like Monday I told you that and then I looked in my calendar and realized we had the podcast recordings I was like <laughs> and we talked for an hour before this just full disclosure because you are now a voice in my head 
of um, because you said something to me at the photo shoot and in a, you know, mentoring wonderful way, we were talking about my retreat for India and you said, you know, honestly, hand or heart, do you think you promoted it enough? And I said, no. Like, do you think you marketed it? Do you think you talked about it enough? And I said, no. And so Jen's voice comes into my head and obviously now I have 107 wonderful strategies. <laughs> um, but to think, like, am I talking about this enough? Am I marketing it enough? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing this today, but have I, go back and look, have I really actually given it, exposed my audience to this thing enough? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have absolutely. my head too. <laughs> <laughs> look, everything of mine that has failed or hasn't, um, succeeded or reached the goal that I wanted it to has all been my fault every single time. Like I can come down, I can look at it and go, hmm, you probably didn't promote it enough. You probably didn't market it enough. You probably didn't believe in it enough to market it enough. Like there is a reason and it, the reason isn't that, well, rarely I would say, well, not really for me, but maybe occasionally for other people, the reason is never no one wanted it. Like every now and then you might come across a product or someone who's got a a business model and you're kind of like, "Hmm, is there actually a desire or need out there for that? Um, But 99.9% of the time it's because we didn't, we didn't either believe in the product or the service enough to promote it or um, we just didn't promote it enough. So yeah, hard lesson in business that maybe it's our fault, but don't know. <laughs> That's a good lesson. And I think, well, as well, though, I think, though, like when we talked about the retreat and I said I didn't promote it enough, I still, it was absolutely still a success. It's just that yes. it wasn't a sold out success. And yeah, true. benefited more financially from it. But like you said, in, I did kind of have this belief that I had the group that I had. And I'm so happy with the group that I had. Mm. And there were times even I thought about going, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if someone, which is what happened with my next retreat, wouldn't it be awesome if someone just found my Instagram and signed up from across the world, which they did. And so I made that happen. But then I would have another thought of going, but I don't want a random for this one. Like I don't want to come in and change the dynamic. And so maybe I wasn't you know, I wanted people that I kind of knew or friends of friends or someone who was in the right mm. vibe to make sure that that was the right energy. And, yeah, but totally financially, of course, it would have been better to have another five people. But mm. I, it was 100% a success. So it's like, and I think we have sometimes, you know, we've talked about, I remember you telling a story so that comes into my head a lot, which is you had this event, you're like, oh, no one's coming, no one's buying, da-da-da. It's, it's too late in the game. I'm done. And then was it like three weeks or something away or even one week away? And you were like, no, there's still time. And you promoted it and you got sales. Mm, yeah. 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 Because, you know, you know, well, yes. we want 20. And so then when yes. we get five, it's a failure. It's not a yes. failure. We got five. Right. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And I think, again, we're so hard on ourselves as well. We have to be a little bit more gentle on ourselves as small business owners as well. So, hmm. And know that you're built, I think, um, I'm trying to play the long game and I love looking at your podcast and I talked to you about, you know, another guest I've had on called Ed Gandia who has a million downloads and you go, oh, a million downloads. And he just right. said, like, I've been podcasting for 11 years. That's compound interest right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And not to take away from that's amazing, but absolutely have 11 years, 
times 50 episodes potentially, or even if it's times 25 episodes, you've got, you know, 250 to 500 episodes, 600 episodes that people can listen to. So if you go, you know, however many downloads per 600, oh yeah, okay, well that kind of checks out. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. Like my podcast is ranked in the 1.5% globally. So my, like if you look up my podcast, it, it is in the top 1.5% globally. And that sounds like an amazing statistic and it is an amazing um, achievement, but it's the long game. It's yeah. because the average podcast has 11 episodes in it and mine has been going for five years. So it, that is why it's ranked so high. It's not because I'm getting millions and millions of downloads, but it is because of the longevity. So as a marketer, of course, I'm going to spin it that it's in the top 1.5% <laughs> globally and not put brackets because it's five years old. Like, you know, you've got to uh, spin these things the way you do, but that's the reality. My podcast is ranked so high globally because it is so old and there are not many podcasts out there that click over five years, not many that click over two years or one year or really even six months at the end of the day. So, you know, statistics are great. Um, you know, they're great little marketing tools, but the reality is um, I just sit down in my office on my farm and I talk into a microphone once a week and hopefully, you know, a few thousand people listen to it and take some action and improve their lives. Hey lovely, I truly believe it's your time to shine. To build your business, you need to know the right steps to take at the right time. And I know it can feel so overwhelming trying to figure out what to do next when there's so many things to do. That's why I offer the Hour of Power. It's one hour where we get clear actions that you can take to start building your business today. You can use this session to get advice, review content, build strategies, or work through mindset blocks. We could simply talk about what you want to do next, what you want to attract into your life, and how you could actually bring more travel and enjoyment into your life. It's whatever you need. This is your time, and I'm here to back you every step of the way. So let's set you up for massive success. Check it out, The Hour of Power. You can find it on my website, emmalovell.au forward slash work with me. Check out the show notes. And if you're interested at all, please do contact me. You can also get me at emma at emmalovell.au. Now back to the episode. And, you know, I, I love that though. I, like, as I said, I find that really comforting, especially when you're starting out something and it's that whole don't compare your first episode yes. with somebody's 250th episode. Quite adorable going back and listening to your first one um, and wonderful and like proud that you started. But like, yeah, don't, don't judge your first post or reel or video or offer or whatever on somebody's 14th year, 20th year in business. Like it's, exactly. it's just, there's no comparison, but you have to start somewhere. And so it was really, re you know, I think I was, I had the thing of too many ideas and too many people I wanted to have on the podcast. And there's so much I want to do with this. And my lovely friend, Beck Chappell, who's also in marketing, is like, think about it, Emma, you want to run this for five years. You have 250 episodes ahead of you. So don't worry. Like those episodes will get done. You know, you will get to say those things. You will get to talk to those people. Like don't don't worry about, you know, trying to do them all now kind of thing. And it, it's comforting <laughs> and it's like, yeah, at some point I'll turn around and I'll have, well, I've already got something like 36. You know, at some yeah. point you'll turn around and go, I've got 50. At some point you'll turn around and go, I've hit my 100. At some point you'll turn around and say, oh, my gosh, it's been five years, you know. Yeah. 
And I think some of the same with the books. The books, it's it's that, you know, there's that short-term marketing push, which is important. And I think they talk about the first two years, like you're going to bang, bang on about it for the first two years. But then, you know, it's a long game and that in five yeah. years, ten years, this book will still exist and people will still buy it, like still buy it and people will still read it. I think there might have to be a few additions, but like they, like my book coach tells me there should be two years between uh, good books. So, you know, if you write a book, it is like two years, you should be promoting that book. You should be like, and we're talking business books here. We're not talking novels as such, but for two years, that's what my keynotes are about. That's what my workshops are about. That's what, you know, my everything is kind of based on my book and then I write a new book and then that is fresh content but you know to give your book two years basically is you know is his point which is you know, really quite interesting so hmm. yeah and and just I'll let you know in two in one year and nine months how I'm going <laughs> <laughs> and please come back for episode uh, 160 when we talk to Jen again and go <laughs> this is your life um I, I don't know I'm finding that um, I find patience difficult, but I'm, I'm learning. I think it's been such a reflection in the last six months or so. Even if I attribute it to my investment property of think, being told it needed to be a long term investment, and then when I look back, I'm like, oh, it hasn't been a long enough, or it's meant to be a long term investment. I can't sell it. Da da da. It's been seven years. It's like, mm. oh, that is a long time actually, mm. an mm-hmm. amount of time. And when I did that initial purchase. You know, you can imagine what it would do. I, I just, I don't know what I thought. I knew that it would, it was a solid investment, but not that it would give the return that it's going to give. And it's like, oh, okay, well, it's done what it was meant to do. It's done its job. But mm-hmm. um, at the start, you just can't see where it's going to go. And it's, I think it's that one foot in, I mean, I'm basically talking to myself here, Jen, just one foot in front of the other. It's just like my emotional support business person. <laughs> Did you do that? Um, now I ask people, uh, I don't know, I love this because yeah, I never know where these episodes are going to go, but I knew that I wanted the focus to be on the book. But I want to ask you, you sort of mentioned right there that you live on a farm. You have been on, in business for a long time. You and I are at very different life stages, but I would love to ask you, what does living a life you love look like right now? Right now. So living a life that I love. Um, so I, I have grown up children. Um, I, so my son is 24. Um, my other son's 21 and my daughter is just about to turn 20. So I will no longer have teenagers, which again is another life stage that, um, you know, well, another life stage in life. So, uh, yeah, my children are like my best friends now and I love when they come for dinner and I love when they come after work and I love that they come and raid my cupboards, like all of those things that, you know, maybe as when you have younger children, you kind of wish for, but now of course I wish for younger children because uh, time just goes so very fast. So um, living a life that, that I love is being able to work to my own schedule. Um, you know, we were just talking uh, before I how I had a post in my Facebook group. Um, I have a Facebook group called Like-Minded Business Owners and there was a post in there that was kind of like, has anyone else thought about getting a job this year? Um, 
<laughs> and most of us uh, acknowledge that even though maybe the steady income might be what we're looking for, we are actually unemployable. And I would say, hands down, I am quite unemployable. I could probably do reception at night or something like that. I don't know. But turning up for, you know, at nine o'clock and leaving at five o'clock. And I love um, my friend Sam, which um, had in the group, she's kind of like, why do I have to wait till five o'clock? I've already done my work. You know, why should I be punished just because I'm efficient, more efficient than everybody else? And I kind of feel that is, uh, you know, how we work with, as small business owners. We have the work that we have to do. And, you know, if we finish it at two o'clock, good on us. What are we going to do for the rest of the day type of things? So um, that's what I love about being a small business owner. I have aging parents that live locally. Um, you know, again, COVID has kind of turned that on its head. Um, and now, you know, I offer to do the shopping once a week or I offer to do, you know, the jobs down the shops and that sort of thing. If they're not feeling well or if COVID's really rife and I don't want them to get it type of thing. So, you know, I've got them I'm not going to say I look after them they're very capable of looking after themselves but it's more of a caring role um so I often you know think about how powerful women are my age so I'm in my late 40s and, and I have a lot of economic power and yet not many people think to market to me or to um, count me when they're looking at stats and things like that. Like I've got the economic power of my own wealth. I've got the economic power of helping three children that are adults thinking about their wealth and where they're going to invest their money and things like that. And then I have, you know, some influence over my parents' wealth. Um, and I mean that in a really nice way, but you know, it's That's kind such of amazing way to, yeah. I've never thought about it like that. It's, yeah. um, I was thinking more like, from the sandwich generation of like all the care needs, but I think I'm in the sandwich generation. <laughs> um, but that's like, no, it's a wonderful again, looking at that future of going, okay, this is where I am right now. And that's why I asked living a life you love now, because mm. in five years that I'll ask you that question, it'll be different. And you ask that question five years ago, it'll be different. And so it's like, well, what can it look like? Cause I can go, cool. I can have some more. Um, yeah, there will be a time where there'll be more wealth and there'll be things that are like more, I don't know, stable or da da da, whatever. But I have to deal with the situation I'm in now. And how can I make that the best situation that I'm in now, as well as aspiring to what life might like be like in the future? Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in five years' time, I'll probably be a mama. Like, you know, you just never know what might happen in five years. Um, but yeah, living the life that I love now is you know, having that freedom, um, you know, my husband and I have made a deal in 2024, we're going to eat somewhere every month that we've never eaten before. So sort of, you know, just try and have, well, they're not really date nights, but just trying to do things differently, um, you know, and uh, go and have some experiences together because the kids are growing up. And as much as I mourn that and don't even get me started on that, like I really find that really hard because um, it all happened in a blink of an eye. It really did happen really quickly. Um, but yeah, that's what I like. And I like over the summer, um, you know, my husband's a farmer, so you know, he gets up really early, like, Five five thirty goes and does his work, and then we have the afternoons off. So I've been working in the mornings, and I've been having afternoons off. And um, as long as I can get the work done for my clients, I'm happy with that. 
I love that, Jen. And I love the farm. I just, I don't know, I might be a bit idealistic or romanticizing it, but I, I love that the book was targeted at regional areas because I'm, you know, I'm a city gal. Um, you know, I live near the bush, but it was like, you know, the fact that there was bush in my suburb as opposed to uh, living in the country, it's a very different thing. So um, mm. it's very idyllic for me to hear that, yes, he's out in the farm. And one of my greatest podcast wins ever was visiting a small town on the border of South Australia and Victoria, literally called Border Town. And <laughs> I, I went to dinner with my friend and this guy was like, are you Emma from the podcast? I was like, yeah, it's my podcast because I had interviewed Millie about being a farmer's wife. And he oh. said, oh, I listened to your podcast in my tractor. <laughs> oh, how great is that? I've made it. Like, <laughs> they're just like the. You the are literally me. Border Town famous. <laughs> like seriously, that episode, Caniva. Thank you. The community page shared it. Like I will get regional guests on or first time podcasters. Cause again, like my top five in this is someone who did their first ever podcast because they promote it a hell of a lot. Yes. And mm -hmm. so regional small town businesses come at me. I will have you on anytime. And <laughs> that's Jen's audience. So let's cross promote, but yeah, um, absolutely. That's absolutely. very romantic to me. And I know that your life I'm putting a romantic picture on it, but sometimes we need to see our lives through someone else's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's not romantic at all. <laughs> um, I, I can't even like tell you on the podcast because your your <laughs> listeners will tune out, but um, yeah, no, it's not romantic, but it is, it, it's a beautiful lifestyle. Um, and yeah, we're pretty lucky to have the lifestyle that we do. And, and, you know, I'm lucky that I get to, meet so many amazing small business owners and yet 90% of them I meet through a screen sitting in my home office um, and, you know, they can change my life and I can change their life through a computer screen. And um, I'm really thankful for the, the pandemic for that. Like I know that the pandemic caused so much you know, angst and upheaval and there was so much tragedy around it. But my silver lining is now my client who lives in Perth doesn't expect me to fly over there. They're really comfortable to have a coach that sits behind a screen and feels that they can get the exact thing that they need from someone who they can't see their legs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have legs people I've seen them myself with my own yes. eyes uh, <laughs> with a photograph to prove it um although I did meet someone um that uh is in a similar industry to me at an awards um that we went to up in Brisbane uh maybe it was last year maybe it was the year before and they did actually look at me and they go oh you're shorter than I thought and I was like Oh, okay. So now when I go somewhere, I'm like, everyone, I'm just letting you know that, you know, I'm like five foot two and, you know, I'm a slightly overweight and, you know, so don't expect this, you know, tall blonde girl to be entering the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've, yeah, I've loved connecting with you over the screen and in real life. And I'm going to set a little challenge and I do lay these things down on the podcast and they come to fruition. So whether you like it or not, Jen, I'm going to come to that farm and we're going to record an episode in that office together. I love that. I love that. I'll even tidy it for you. <laughs> and I'll extend the invitation to you. I'm in my little hole, but you're, we can sit poolside sometime up here on the Gold Coast. Sounds we... brilliant. Sounds brilliant. Love that. <laughs> Thank you so much. And again, I, I will celebrate it till the cows come home. Congratulations on the small town, big impact. It's, um, I, I think it's very inspirational and aspirational. So congratulations to you.
Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's um, your support means more than you will know. So thank you. Yeah, even my son's a little promotional ambassador. <laughs> I made him take a photo. <laughs> um, tell us, Jen, because we, we will put it in the show notes and we'll put all your lovely links, but please tell us how can we connect with you? Yeah, so being a marketer, you'll probably find me on most platforms. Um, I do uh, have a bit of a partiality to LinkedIn. I do like hanging out over there. But, yeah, come and listen to the Small Business Made Simple podcast. Follow me on socials or um, my website is socialmediaandmarketing.com.au and you will find out everything, including the book and courses and podcasts and blogs over there. I'd love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen. I look forward to seeing you somewhere, somehow soon. Definitely. Thanks. Thank you for listening, lovely one. I hope this has inspired you to dream big and start creating a life you love today. If you love what you're hearing, don't forget to follow and rate on Spotify and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. It helps other awesome people to find this podcast and get motivated and inspired as well. Want to stay connected? come and join the Live A Life You Love group on Facebook or connect with me on Instagram, emmalovell.au. The same as my website, but all the details are in the show notes, lovely. I'll see you next episode for more inspiration, motivation, and freedom seeking. Now go out there and live a life you love.